Great start. <laughs> really good start. Happy with that. Happy with that being the first thing people hear. <laughs> maybe some people listen to this when they wake up. Maybe. Imagine if you set the podcast as your alarm. Just <laughs> wake up to that. so good i don't know if you can set podcasts as your alarm but if anyone just did try it mm. and you'll just get one week you wake <laughs> up oh <laughs> you'll be like oh my god my morning wood just got harder how great um do girls have the equivalent of morning wood i don't know you know guys this is podcast discussion and currently we're off the record so <laughs> let's start it uh this week's buzzer sound was sent in by theo theo yes uh from germany this is an international <sighs> buzzer we love uh buzzers that have made it across the world wide web into our little humble australian homes so uh we're bank two um bank two buzzer from theo yeah. Very well titled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, guys, to start the podcast officially in three, two, one. There he is! There's my favourite white boy! <laughs> A little racist. <laughs> Jeez, if I was any other race but white, yeah. you know, if I was Indian and it said, there's my favourite little brown boy, I would have walked out. All right? But, uh, you know, he's got a point. And you know what? Very nice, actually. Yeah. This is Lummy's favourite white boy. Think about how many white people are in the world. And I'm Theo's favourite. Uh, thank you for sending that one in, Theo. Keep them coming in at luke.kidgel at gmail.com. Guys, these shows are going so good. We sold out five Melbourne shows in a row and tonight may sell out two. So that it could be six in a row. That would be huge. So uh, thank you all very much. Uh, there's two weeks left of the comedy festival. I would love to see you there if you haven't got down already. It's definitely my best show yet. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And it's my favorite thing about this year's show. There is little to no substance of any value throughout the hour. Not once do I make you think, have a reasonably good take or anything, <laughs> but I do have a great bit about how stupid babies are. <laughs> It's my favourite show. It's so much fun. Uh, and people have been loving it, which is very cool to see. I think it's... I don't know why. I just... I don't think I set out to do anything with this year's show. And that's my favourite part. I was like, I'm just going to write shit that I think is funny. And um, it works. Who would have thought after all these years? I think I used to try and write bits where I wanted people to be like, oh, that's so true. Oh, my God. I've never thought about it like that before. <laughs> and like, and then I realised, like, that's just not me. I'm not going to change your mind. I'm never going to write like... You know, like that Jim Jeffries bit. I'm never going to write eight minutes on gun control, but I will write four minutes, you know, on my time in a Centrelink once. <laughs> and that's it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming out, LukeKidgel.com. Then uh, this is coming up real quick. We've announced more Adelaide seats available because COVID restrictions have eased. So there's like 50 more tickets to each show. We, we, we just kept adding shows when it was only like, you know, two thirds capacity. Mm. And now it's like way more. So, um, yeah, there's like, there's like 150 tickets now on sale for Adelaide. So, uh, go and get them quick. We'd love to see you there. And, uh, some of them are already filling up quick. So there's three Adelaide shows. That's May 1st. And then Geelong is like the week after there's like 40 more seats available for that. And then we're going to Albury, Wagga, Wollongong, Sydney, 
Newcastle and Canberra. I remembered them all and there'll be more dates still announced soon if you're in Queensland and Perth and whatnot. Alrighty, guys. <clears throat> we need to address the monkey eating an egg in the room, right? Usually, because usually people say elephant. Yeah. But that's not what we're addressing. <laughs> we are addressing the direct incident. It, it, look, last week's podcast will forever be known as the monkey eating an egg incident. And am I proud of it? Yeah, a little bit. I'll be honest. It was, it was a pretty good one. Out of 10, a definite nine. A strong nine flirting with a 10. That's how much I was amused. Were other people amused? Some. <laughs> but not all. <laughs> so if you didn't hear last week's podcast, this is the Luke Kidgel Hour. Which, uh, if you can't guess by the title, and uh, honestly, reading some of the emails we get during the week about people not being able to find the venue and whatnot, I'm not sure if people know how long this podcast is supposed to go for. But just to be clear, it is supposed to be a 60-minute podcast as soon as we hit that buzzer. Now, uh, I'm going to put my phone down because I keep getting SMSs on it. And it's very, very um, old of me to say that, SMS. What does that stand for? Satellite... Message service. Satellite message service? I'm looking it up now. Oh, that's Reese's job. He's got his little, you know, his little bing pants on. Short messaging service. Short messaging service. Yep. Oh, I don't know why I thought it's for satellite. I thought it because it just flies through the air or whatnot. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? Ugh. Damn it. The podcast is <laughs> going so well up until now. Up until I said SMS. Um... I was talking about monkey eating an egg. It was going so well. People are idiots. Whatever. So, guys, I'm an idiot too. Uh, but, yeah, last week, we it's supposed to go for an hour, 60 minutes, this podcast, and we fell, let's be real, 20 minutes short yep. of our goal, and then we pushed forward with another 10, <laughs> which some people thought was bad content. I thought was admirable. Uh, and it showed that that never give up attitude. But then I gave up <laughs> immediately after that. And we played 10 minutes of audio and video, depending on which one you listen or watch, if you watch the YouTube version, of a monkey eating an egg. Now, it was a real kick in the guts for audio listeners. Uh, we had a few, uh, we had a lot of correspondence regarding yep. the incident. Um, surprisingly, very positive. <laughs> Which was a little offensive because we do try and put a little bit of effort into this podcast. And uh, turns out we can just play a monkey eating an egg on repeat. And people are like, boys, <laughs> you've bloody done it. Uh, this was a bit of correspondence uh, we got from Jerim. I hope it's Jerim. He said, hey, Luke and Reese, Just want to send a quick email to say that as an audio listener, I absolutely loved hearing a monkey eating an egg for 10 <laughs> minutes straight. It was much appreciated hearing all the jungle noises uh, while I, because he hasn't seen it yet. He goes, while I assume he's cracking the egg and then chewing it. And I like that some people still weren't, after 10 minutes of that, they still weren't curious enough to go check out the video. You know how we did that originally in the episode yeah. to try and drive more video listeners, uh, more video watchers? <laughs> yeah. I think that was our least viewed <laughs> video podcast <laughs> in about eight weeks yeah. <laughs> since we changed to the Luke Kidgel hour yeah. I think it was our weakest performing 
episode yet. So it, it backfired. Uh, people turns out only want to hear a monkey chewing on an egg. Uh, he goes, uh, or maybe he was just eating it with the shell and all. I don't know. Either way, I loved it. It was just a real moment to look deeper within myself. And I came to the realization that I had never heard a monkey eating an egg before, but it was indeed an enjoyable experience. And I instantly regretted not hearing it sooner. I feel truly enlightened and I'm fully prepared to hear perhaps an elephant eating a watermelon for the next one. I feel that may cause many of us audio listeners to really just look at developing ourselves and in turn give back much more to the community. So I think he was like using it as a bit of self-reflection time, a bit of ASMR. You'd start off listening to it, but then you just tune out and you start going, well, aren't we all just monkeys eating eggs? Deep down, you know, I feel like Jerem is having an existential yeah. crisis. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, keep producing this truly inspiring content from Jozza. So Jerem's <laughs> nickname is Jozza. That's ambitious. Uh, P.S. I know this sounds sarcastic, but it is 100% honest and genuine. <laughs> uh, what a legend. And he lifts. Uh, yeah. And then he goes, P.P.S. Jeez, he's <laughs> just put it in the actual email, mate. P.P.S. Honestly, though, you're awesome. Absolutely love your work. Had me in stitches for too long. I was just thinking it was the last one, but it really was just a monkey eating an egg for 10 minutes. I think that was the reaction of a lot of people. They thought I had some grand plan of like, no, I'll keep listening. He's going to come back and say something. Nope, just cut to the intro music after 10 minutes. And that's what it was. And uh, look, will it happen again? Hey, hopefully not. Hopefully we can do an hour. But. If you don't think for a second that we have a video locked and loaded and ready to go of a panda eating a carrot, (laughs) then you don't know me very well, guys, because it's ready to go. The Blink-182 ex-member Tom DeLong posted it on his Instagram during the week. Now, Reese and I both follow Tom DeLong because we're both huge Blink fans. And uh, Reese came to me and went, mate, don't worry if you don't have enough content this week. I've found the video. And then he just shoves it in my face and goes, panda eating a carrot. <laughs> it was meant to be. <laughs> it was so good. It was a day after we released the episode as well. Um, but yeah, and if you think the audio, I think that's what's great about it is uh, animals with hands eating crunchy foods. Very funny. Because <laughs> like the egg, the shells were kind of falling around him. Yeah. And now I don't know if people notice this, but go have a watch back of last week's episode. And my favorite part of the loop of the monkey eating an egg was, I didn't notice this till about the 10th loop, <laughs> but there's this little monkey hand that reaches in and quickly grabs one of the other eggs Ooh. and just its hand, its hand just comes in and goes, <laughs> just snatches it. And uh, yeah, that had me laughing for about 45 seconds. So uh, yeah, guys. And I also heard some heartbreaking stories, by the way. That was one of the positive receptions. Got sent a uh, video of a girl on the West Gate. So, God, (laughs) if she ever wanted to end it all, (laughs) she was in traffic on the West Gate listening to a monkey eating a fucking egg. (laughs) I felt like that could have caused some serious damage. But um, she goes, she sends me this video on Instagram, and I should have screen recorded it, but I forgot. It was essentially, she's like, Luke, I'm on the West Gate. I'm stuck in traffic. I can't change the thing. There's a cop behind me. 
uh, or something like that. She's like, there's a cop behind me. I can't change it. And then she just turns it up. She goes, now I'm four minutes into listening <laughs> to an Aki eating an egg. And this happened to so many people. I got inundated with messages going like, mate, I didn't want to change the thing in my car. Because a podcast is a thing that people put on in the car. They put their phone down yeah. and they go, I have an hour trip ahead of me and this will last me the hour so that I won't have anything else ready to go. Yeah. So these pe- a bunch of people have just been like, Look, I had 10 minutes left on my journey <laughs> and you just left me with a monkey eating an egg. Um, I'm not going to apologize, but I am going to say, uh, uh, it might happen again. <laughs> so I don't really have anything constructive to say about it. But uh, guys, this week was, I, uh, I've said for the last couple of weeks during the comedy festival, this podcast will be documenting my spiral and boy, oh boy. I've lost a few things this weekend. I have. Over the Easter weekend, I lost my sunglasses. I lost my watch. My show ran overtime last night because I didn't have my watch on. And uh, more importantly, I've lost the plot. Now, if anyone knows where it is, I'm offering a quite a handsome reward to if you could give me back my bloody marbles, okay? Because I think they ran away with the plot. They both escaped in my brain, and I'm not sure what's going to happen. I was just wandering down the street last night singing to myself um, before I even put it on my Instagram story, out loud. The Jonas Brothers, just down the street. I'm hot, you're cold. And then I was like, I'm, fuck, I'm singing. Out loud. I didn't realize I was singing out loud. Have you ever been that tired where you've been in the middle of the CBD just humming to yourself? It starts off as a hum and then you get a little confident and then you gets into a, I would say, a, a mumble sing. And then by like the end of the traffic light crossing, you're just belting out a Jonas Brothers track to the uh, confusion of a lot of city goers going about their time. So um, I've absolutely lost it. We've been doing like, Couple podcasts a day for Luke and Lewis. Uh, early mornings, late nights. Uh, the show is quite. It's not draining. It's just like I really like. I've really been putting everything into the show because I'm not going to let the the deliriousness or the tiredness affect the show. So I like. Put, I mean, sure, it, it does affect the show, but usually in a positive way. Usually, I'm just like, you know, some people just. It actually makes my crowd work better. Because it's like, I just don't think. I just say the first thing that comes to my head, um, which is has about an 80-20 hit rate. But even when it doesn't hit, it's still a pretty good meme, you know, watching Luke struggle. Jeez, um, last night was brutal, man. There was this, the crowd got so weird. Got Melbourne crowds are so sensitive, by the way. Guys, the project's free. It's on television for free at home. Don't, don't come to my show if you're going to be a dork. All right, it's not all yeah. It's about it's about fifteen percent. You know what it is? It's probably the people who I get that not everyone who comes to my show knows who I am and yeah. they don't know what to expect. And there's a lot of people like who come along with a friend and they sit there and they go, "Oh, that was a bit offensive." And I'm not that offensive, really. There's like a couple of maybe naughty jokes in the show that maybe you shouldn't tell. But uh, after all, guys, <laughs> and I cannot stress this enough: it is a joke and it is comedy and uh. Uh, it, it's not real, right? It's just words. So if you're offended by words, um, you're a, you're a child. Grow up. But uh, I was doing these jokes, you know, and uh, I was doing this bit of crowd work last night, and 
I called, there's this girl who told the story previously in the show. She was a lot of fun. She was like having a great time. She was there by herself, but she was like so confident. And I was like, oh, has anyone got a great bargain on a Tiger flight or something like that? Because I was talking about Tiger Airways. And um, then she told the story about how she essentially just lost like seven grand. And only halfway through the story did she realize that she didn't get a bargain. This flight accidentally cost her like $9,000 more than it should have or something like that. And I then later on the show, I called her financially irresponsible. I was like, oh, man, you're pretty financially irresponsible. And the whole crowd went, oh, goodness. And I was like, what? Everyone, like, reacted like I just, like, you know, gave her a death threat or something like that. It was just, like, the most Melbourne reaction ever. They were like, oh, my God, the comedian called her financially irresponsible. I'm offended. (laughs) As someone who doesn't budget myself, that rubbed me the wrong way. It was fucked up. And then I realized afterwards that um, <laughs> earlier on in the show, the the girl bef- in front of her oh, yeah. had said that she was on the Centrelink disability payment. Yeah. And because I was talking to the girl just behind her, I think that the whole crowd thought I was talking to the girl who'd said yeah. she was disabled. And... Uh, <laughs> so there was a bit of a miscommunication. I was not talking to the girl who was on the Centrelink disability payment, but I guess people at the back can't really tell who I'm talking to at the front maybe because it's a dark room or whatever. So then the whole crowd goes, oh, fuck, he just called the girls on the disability payment financially irresponsible. And I start going off at the crowd. I'm like, you fucking nerds. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why would you be offended by that? I start going off. And then, <laughs> and then after the show, I'm just like, Oh, no, I get why they reacted like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep doing the thing. I uh, I misgendered another person over the weekend. Oh, no. Um, I go to this <laughs> guy is there with his girlfriend. And I go, so you fellas mates? <laughs> <laughs> it's just dark and I'm dumb as shit. I don't know. I just, for some reason, if I, I just jump, I think that's part of it. I just jump to the first thing that comes to my head and I just have no filter, which is part of my appeal but also will be the reason why I get cancelled one day. It's inevitable at this point. We're just going to ride out this journey until it happens. Um, And it's not going to be cancelled for saying something intentionally fucked. It'll just be cancelled for something like a massive miscommunication, like (laughs) everyone thinking I was just dragging some girl who's on the disability uh, Centrelink, whatever. Man, it was... uh, I always find myself in situations like that on stage where I'm just like, oh, God. And then... I kind of realized at the time, but I can't be like, oh, guys, I wasn't talking about the girl who's on the center. I just have to cop it. I was just standing there like, all right, this hasn't gone that well. I see the miscommunication. I'm just going to move on because I'm digging myself a hole, you know. And at one point of the show, like, I was not only digging my – like, it was a great show, by the way. It was actually one of the funnest shows I've ever done. But it was just like – I, at start, there was points at the show where I just started digging myself a hole in a funny way. And then by the end, dude, I was fucking mining. I was just like, oh, I should just go to Perth and start getting paid 200 grand a year for this because I'm mining and I can't get myself out of this. So, um, yeah, I was on fucking fire. We had to call the fire department. It was awkward. I burnt down the venue again. It was a whole bloody thing. See, last year, uh, before the tour got cancelled, I called the show on the run because I was wanted for murder. Right? You know, I was I was wanted for killing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I deleted the sound effect. Never mind, it was never a sound effect. 
we need to re-add the police sirens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, last year I was wanted for murder, right? Killing because I was killing every show or whatever and I can't help it. I just tell these things that I think is funny and everyone's like dead with laughter. Um, this year, completely different issue. Sure, there's been a few casualties in that way, but every night the, the concern's been I'm on fucking fire. Turns out my audience, highly flammable. Then the foundations of the venue start lighting up. Now I'm on the run for arson. It's a whole other issue. I can't help it, but come along to the shows and, uh, yeah, LukeKidgel.com and, uh, yeah, just wear flame-retardant clothes so um, you don't get burnt, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've lost the plot. I don't know what wh- where that is. Uh, I'm going to have to put up a wanted poster around the uh, – Melbourne CBD during the comedy festival. Luke's plot, gone. Uh, I came in, like my mate was coming to the show. Uh, people might know Simo. He was just like, they. him and my brother came from the f- football. I didn't really know I had friends coming along to the show last yeah. night. <laughs> and I was just like, they walked in. I've pushed four of the seats in the venue together to make a makeshift bed. And I'm just lying straight back, like sleeping like Sheldon Cooper, <laughs> just like it, while also eating aioli chips with my eyes closed, <laughs> right? Absolutely lost the plot. I mean, Reese, you're no better. Yeah. Reese had his buddy shirt back to front. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use a knife and fork, batteries. We're all losing it, Yeah. right? Then my mate just comes in. I just hear a familiar voice and it's here. How you guys going? And I still didn't open my eyes. Yeah. I just thought it was one of the venue staff, which is so disrespectful, by the way, which means like I hear a, a venue staff talking to me and I'm just like such a diva that I'm just like, sorry, just having my quick power nap before the show. And then uh, my mate comes in and goes, are you all right? And I open my eyes and I'm like, oh, hey, why are you here? <laughs> and then he's just like, to watch the show. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Might want to give tonight's one a miss. <laughs> that ended up being sick, which is great. And I had nine hours sleep last night and it, I woke up and I felt like it wasn't enough. Has that ever happened to anyone before? Where you have the best goddamn sleep of your life. I didn't even wake up once. I was just like full on deep sleep and I woke up and I was like, oh, I could have gone for another seven of those. Easy. I reckon I could spend the whole day in bed today and I'd wake up 5 p.m. and be like, just enough. Poor Reese, he had breakfast radio this morning. Yeah. He had five hours sleep, and I'm complaining. <laughs> yeah, you must be hating your life. Oh, it's not that bad yet. This afternoon, I reckon it might. Yeah, That's and Reese almost got bashed on the train last night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> guys, we are running on fumes. I'm not gonna lie. This is uh, the beginning of the end. I went uh and it's not like it's great. And I love that all my all my friends are so freaking supportive. Like they always come to the show, but often they come over to different nights. So every night I have usually have a couple of friends there. So I kind of have to stay around and like, you know, have a drink or have a catch up with them just because I appreciate them coming. But it's also like, yeah, I do this every night. This is their one night that they're going out for the week. And I'm just like, this is enough. Like the bar staff at this point just go like, do you want the usual? <laughs> like the bar staff at the venue know who I am. I walk up before the show and she just goes, the, the annual water. And I went, yes, thank you. <laughs> And she just pours me one. She goes, no ice. And I go, you know, no ice. Come on. Because every time I have ice on stage, I always end up swallowing it. Last night, I spent 30 seconds of my show, 100 people just watching me chew ice because some 17-year-old girl who watches my TikTok peer pressure me into it. <laughs> Beta move from me. 
getting peer pressure. She's like, have some more ice. And I'm like, well, fucking I'll do it. And then realized as soon as I put the ice in my mouth, I'm like, yeah, this is a bit of a, this is, this is the 20% Luke where uh, you've done the first thing that's come to your head and this one hasn't hit. <laughs> so if you want to uh, watch me uh, take uncomfortably small sips of water, uh, lukeidjil.com, two weeks to go. So yeah, I went on Thursday night. It was my, my friend's girlfriend's birthday. Now, credit to her. She, uh, she's a lot more classy than I, my friends, and he's a lot more classy than I, but he's still mates with all us. Right. And I'm assuming she went to a private school, that kind of energy. She's lovely, by the way, actually, we all love her. So we all went out for a birthday. Uh, but they just go to like, do you guys have friends that go to like fancier establishments than you're used to or comfortable with? Like, I just don't like, like, I never hang out in bars on South Bank, really. Like, if you're from Melbourne, it's like, or if you're not from Melbourne, it's near Crown Casino along the Yarra. Quite fancy places. They got big, you know, art pieces outside. Most, I think I was the only person in the bar, except for my other mates from my public school that I went to. We were the only ones not wearing collars. I mean, I came straight from my show wearing my own merch. Like, I, I was just like, I shouldn't be here. Meg rocked up in a well gym jumper, uh, Vans, and Van Gogh socks, the artist, just funky socks, and all these girls wearing, like, dresses, yeah. earrings, big hoops, like, really nice outfits, and Meg's just, like, wearing denim shorts, going like, oh, fuck, we forgot about this. Uh, <laughs> so, um, went to this really nice establishment, and you can really tell the difference between an elite private school type bar, you know, like that kind of alumni, and then a, a public school place. I hang out at public school bars, which is like bars in Fitzroy, they're dens, the drinks are cheap, the vibes are strong. They always have like a 90s night on the Friday. It's just all the small things on repeat, right? And that's really the establishment's that I'll hang out in regularly since I've been out of high school. We never go to Chapel Street. We never go to... Do you go to Chapel Street much? Because no. you're in the southeast, though. Yeah, but... but you I, to, do you I, went to a private school? I did go to a private school. But, but a, not an elite one. Bottom of the barrel private school. <laughs> yeah, almost like worse than a good public school. Yeah, I think we're one of the only private schools that offered VCAL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez, that's when you lose confidence... Uh, in your system because yeah. <laughs> usually elite private schools will force well they'll just expel kids before year 11 and 12 yeah. who they know aren't going to get them good results yeah. but your school's still like the public school motto of like just let them yeah. finish um, yeah so this the reason and another th a dead giveaway of why this was an elite private school establishment I've never seen such rampant cocaine usage in the toilets in my life. Now, I've been to a lot of shithole bars. Now, I'm not saying there's not coke at public school bars. There is. But it's mixed with a lot of flour, right? It is laced with some cheap shit. But these boys, you could tell. You know, they got the nice shirts on. There are there was a huge line for the men's toilets, which is the first giveaway. Because there's never a line for the men's. You get in there, piss, you're out. And I'm like queuing up for like 30 seconds and I kind of, Look ahead in the line. I realize what's happening. I yep. see no one at the ur the urinal, and I go, so I just go, fellas. I'm like, does anyone actually need to pee? <laughs> they're like, oh no, nah, brother, go through. All good, all good. And I'm just like going past them. Yeah. Great bunch of lads. I'm then walking past a bloke. He's like, oh, 
Luke Kidgel, comedian. And I go, oh, yeah. And then he starts trying to hype up the other fellas in the line going, this bloke, funniest dude. guy. He's on Instagram. You haven't seen him? And they're all like, no, because that's not my crowd. You know, like, I don't know. Who were they watching? I don't know. Probably they don't really like comedy. They're probably just, you know, hence their, what they're doing the weekend. These folks couldn't understand a joke. They're like, oh, comedian. And they don't really know what it is. Yeah. They're like, oh, I've heard about you a lot. You know, <laughs> like it's like I'm like a hippogriff or something like that. <laughs> they're just like, he's some mythical being. They're looking at me like they've just seen a ghost, you know. But uh, also they're probably also looking at me because they're seeing a ghost because <clears throat> uh, they were not all there mentally. But um, so I started going past, have a chat to this guy and he's like, oh, brother. He's like, he was like, I'd be, it'd be such an honor to do a line with him. <laughs> And I was like, oh, mate, you're too kind. But I actually, I don't know if you guys know, I don't do drugs, never have, probably never will. Um, it just doesn't interest me, you know. I haven't, like, I haven't gotten over alcohol yet. Like, I've never been drinking and been, like, so fucked up that I've been like, no, nah, this isn't enough. You know, I've, I've been pretty drunk before and been like, this is heaps. You know, I like being in control of my bearings. I like not being... Um, a waste of space, but I also bloody do love being a bit of a waste of space, you know, but not, uh, see, I've just never done drugs for, I'm not interested. Right. But I was like being polite to him. He seemed like a nice guy. And I was like, Oh no, nah, man, it's all good. And he was like, come on, come on. And usually, I don't know if you guys know, there's younger people listen to this, but guys on nights out, they'll carry around like a little, I think it's got a baggie or something of like cocaine. Yeah. And it'll be like a little bag. Cause if you get busted on you, it's, you don't want to be carrying around your whole stash Throughout the night. Um, this bloke, he didn't pull out a little tiny bag. He put out one of those primary school recess Ziploc <laughs> bags that you keep like your sandwich in, in primary school. He pulls out that. It's full to the brim of Coke. It was like airport security level shit. Yeah. And I was like, geez, that's when you went to an elite private school where not only can you afford, let's be honest, probably thousands of dollars worth of uh, goods there, but also where you can like, you can uh, afford to risk like the 15 years prison mm. for, for, I don't know how much that would be. Maybe it's definitely prison time though. It was a lot because mm. everyone would have thought he was dealing with that much. Yeah. He might've been, but um, you know, his dad must've been a fucking good lawyer. That's for sure. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, nah, mate. He goes, oh, come on. I've got heaps. And I go, I can sell. That is not a bag. That's a mountain. I'm like, you are carrying around the, you know, like we're talking uh, Everest levels of snow in your pocket, right? And I was just like, oh, it's all good, dude. Anyway, he then uh, gives up. I watch the guy. I'm, I go to pee. This boy gives up on waiting for the one cubicle. Just starts doing it off the tap. Oh, uh. If that, once again, if that is not some elite private school confidence, I don't know what is. At least at the bars I go to, people have the goddamn respect to do it off the toilet seat. Okay? Like a respectful human being or off a key. They go in a private place in a dark corner. These guys, like the doors open of the toilet. <laughs> the bouncer is watching them and they're just like, oh, what's up, brother? Want a bump? Like the bouncers don't give a shit. Everyone knows what's happening in there. No one's stopping it. Off the tap, dude. Like they yeah, lined yeah. up <laughs> just, and they were doing off the sink. One guy did it off the soap dispenser. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? I was like, waiting for some guy to just like 
pour it in like the uh, the Dyson and then just like go put his hands in and it just shoots up and he just gets a baseball. <laughs> it was some Scarface level shit. It was crazy. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm just not, this is not my vibe at all. Yeah. Like I was not having a bar of it. The, the bar was, you had to wait 20 minutes to get a drink. Dude, the DJ, man. Someone needs to inform, and I think I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Someone needs to inform DJs that it is not 2010. I love David Guetta as much as the next guy. <laughs> All right? R.I.P. Avicii, but don't play him every fucking song. Dude, we're on the dance floor. It's a modern bar. It's pumping, and then I just hear, Party Rock is in the house tonight. <laughs> I'm like, look, it's a banger, sure. But then don't back it up with another Red Foo song 10 minutes later. You know that your solo career? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, don't play, don't play Red Foo's solo shit at a really busy bar. You know, put on, there's newer stuff. There's songs out there that are great. And this guy's just like, I am Titanic. And I kind of got why there was such... Uh, high levels of uh, narcotic use in the bathrooms going on because, man, I man, it was honestly, I, I it got to like thirty minutes of me waiting for one beer. I was just like, "Fuck, I should have taken up that guy's offer." You know? <laughs> I was just like, "Jeez, I understand why no one's queuing up for the bar. This is fucked up." So, um, yeah, I'm just not about that uh, private school life, to be honest, because it's so weird. It's like these guys are kind of like they're holding on to that confidence six years later like they're my age i'm 25 but they haven't moved on from that like private school boys club yeah type do you do you see that when you go out they're just like they're all in colors they think they're the shit yeah, yeah. like two of them are playing like you know vfl but they won't make it because mm. of what they get up to on the weekends yeah. and they're just like oh man he plays vfl so move it the fuck out of the way i'm like all right well okay even if you played afl i wouldn't respect you so um yeah, man, anyway, guys, lovely to meet that guy, just in case he's listening. Great guy. Um, just not my energy. Uh, can we talk about marketing degrees and how so many people are spending $40,000 of their future money in HEX or whatever loan they're doing to pay their education? And at the end of the day, they are coming out of it with slogans so shit that it's ruining my week. I've started paying attention to business slogans all of a sudden. I've just gotten real into it because I drove past a local pub of mine and it says the name of the pub and then just underneath it just says a great place to be. And I went, someone studied for four years and at the end of it got a job on a marketing team. They met up with the people from the pub and went, all right, we just need a new direction. We need something uh, quite broad, pretty broad. And they was like, all right, broad, we'll write that down. And then they clearly ignored all the other notes that were given and just ran with broad. A great place to be. <sighs> Look, a broad slogans work. Like I'm loving it, Maccas, sure, that's broad. You could say that also about everything. But a great place to be, it's... It's not even really a slogan because I'm loving it is I'm loving without the G. Mm. There's like a little bit of, uh, there's something original about the Amakas thing. Yeah. I'm loving it. A great place to be could be used to describe quite literally any business on the planet. Now, that made me lose all faith in humanity as far as slogans work. Um, then 
The next day, uh, we're driving into the show on the freeway. I see a poo truck. Now, if you don't know what a poo truck is, neither did I. But it's a truck full of poo. <laughs> These exist. They're trucks that I think it was like a business that collected the waste from porter potties or public yeah. toilets or something like that. And then they obviously transported it to a sewer or wherever it needs to go. But uh, they're a private company that did it. I don't know what it was called. It was probably like fucking, you know, Jim's Poo Trucks or something like that. And best slogan I've ever read. Just right on the back of the poo truck, it just said, your business is our business. <laughs> Bit of a poo joke, but still professional. And it also explained what they did. That's how I knew it was a poo truck because of the your, because of the slogan. Now, that's a ripper slogan. Whoever did that one, great. But here's why I'm losing my faith in modern marketing degrees. Because that sign on the back of the poo truck was faded. That's a 90s slogan. That poo truck has been doing the rounds for quite some time. It was a weathered poo truck out of all the poo trucks I've seen. And whenever I see a new slogan pop up, like the new one next to my pub, always a dog shit slogan. So I would love anyone with a marketing degree, right? You all clearly need practice, all right? New businesses are coming out with dog shit. Just like, you know, the phone businesses will just come out with slogans like, Make a call or like, we have reception. <laughs> it's just like, okay, great. I mean, I expected that. When you go to like a pub or a place you want to relax, like a hotel or something like that, you hope, for, you hope it's a great place to be. Yeah. You know, you don't really need to say that and spend a lot of money on the sign. So guys, we need a slogan for this podcast. Okay. Uh, here are my notes. Keep it broad. Uh, keep it basic. Um, but I would love a clever one, you know, cause I know that at first you, cause you guys, again, I see, I see your work, your marketing students. I know your first thing is going to be like, what's well, a podcast? Uh, so the slogan should be, uh, uh, contains audio. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> what a slogan. <laughs> All right. But let's try and think outside the box. Use this as a bit of extra curriculum, you know, just a, a learning curve. Send it into the email. Uh, we'd love to hear slogans, and we'll pick one yep. next week as the official slogan for the Luke Kidgel Hour. Um, what does 60 Minutes have a slogan, the, the TV show? No, I, I think their slogan is just tick, 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 yeah, tick, 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 Pretty good slogan, actually. Not really a slogan, more of a sound effect slash intro. But, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear um, your slogan suggestions. Uh, you, you can, hang on, you can, you can send us an email at lukehedgepodcast at gmail.com. There we go. Uh, yeah, I don't think 60 minutes have a slogan. No, they You're don't. You're still looking it up. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> give up. I don't think they do. But back on that poo truck, did that company have like a name or? Uh, I don't know, but I reckon if you... If you looked up the slogan, I don't know. I was probably just like some mum and pop poo business. Yeah, I got a good name they could have used. Mum and poop. The turd burglar. The turd burglar. Oh, because they steal your poop. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's very good. Um, Or, as I said then, mum and poop business. Is that a mum and pop if it's like a family run one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, instead of, if it is a family run business, you could be say. 
You've got the runs. That's okay because we're family run. <laughs> That's a slogan. <laughs> I would also like to, if you're in the, also writing an email, <laughs> come up with your best poo truck slogan <laughs> underneath as well. <laughs> and we'll read both. We'll read your Luke Kidgel hour slogan followed by your poo truck slogan. Yeah. Although they don't need help because your business is our business is <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> um, guys. Hey, can the paintball business who texts me once a week, please fucking stop. Text stop to opt out of this message every week in all capitals. Fucking stop. <laughs> Dude, I get it. COVID's been rough. This is what got me. They were sending me deals. It's like they, they must be automated because they were sending me deals throughout COVID. Yeah. Just like I had my 21st party, I think. I, maybe it was my 21st. It was years ago. Maybe my 20th at this paintball place. I don't know. People might remember. I talked about it on this podcast, right? It was years ago, right? It was probably one of the, in the first 50 episodes of this podcast. I talk about going to paintball. And ever since then, you, I gave them my phone number once a week. Just, oh, come play paintball. Paintball, it was it was kind of fun once, right? And I'll go again if my friend wants to do it. I'm not going to come back and and pay for it. It was fine. I've I've done it's it's. Or you've never done paintball before. It's just painful laser tag, and it's not even that painful to be honest. Like it's it's more like a, ooh, <laughs> got me that type of pain. And then the next day you got a bruise. You're like, how the fuck did that bruise up so bad? It wasn't that bad. But um, yeah. So that's you know. I don't know why I wrote this down, to be honest, on the whiteboard. I've just, I need them to stop. So if anyone from, a, I'm not going to name them, but I fuck, I want to, because it's just in the past, whenever I've named and shamed local businesses, um, <laughs> it's got me in a little bit of trouble. So, um, uh, yeah, please stop. I just looked it up. That episode was from uh, 23rd of January, 2018. 2018. So I would have been, yeah, my 21st. Yeah. And the episode's called Shot in the Dick at Paintball. <laughs> true so i didn't even have a good experience at the paintball place i forgot about that i had erased that memory from my brain i got shot in the tip of the cock jeez you think a bruise on your thigh comes up purple the next day oh oh boy yeah i think yeah i remember lewis was trying so hard that day he was just like i've never seen him care about anything before he doesn't care about sport he's not competitive and then you shoot him with like a pretend gun and he's just like fuck you and he's like <laughs> out there like all my mates are just like going, oh yeah doosh, 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 doosh. oh get for cover lewis is doing like imagine a six foot eight stick insect doing a commando roll <laughs> and then just going i'm going doo, 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 doo. i'm like dude this guy is like lewis thought he was in a diehard film that day and i'm like bro you're in wallen in a paddock <laughs> chill out okay um so yeah i just i so sick of like and i can't talk because i have a mailing list but my mailing list i only really email when i have a show you won't hear from me for for 11 months of the year like if you sign up to my mailing list i'm you know why because i fucking know what it's like being on the end of relentless marketing that will not get me over the line they're like oh 20 percent off paintballs if you buy like if you come with eight people, you're like, dude, not only do I not want to come after my uh, penis incident that happened at your 
uh, place. But I will not be able to convince seven of my friends to drive for 50 minutes to shoot each other with guns. All right? It's fun, sure, but it was a one-time thing. Let it go. Okay? I can't opt out. If anyone knows how to opt out from these things, I should just try blocking the number. I've never tried Maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> There's so many messages of me just going, hey, enough. <laughs> so there's no option to opt out. It says to to opt out, re- reply stop, like in all capitals. Oh, okay. You know, like those yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the Australian Idol ones, I'm assuming. I've replied stop that many times. Now I just reply meme stuff. I just go, that's enough. And <laughs> stuff like every week I'll reply, I'll be just like, nope. It depends how I'm feeling on the day. And some weeks I'll be like, dot, 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 maybe. And then I'll be like, reply another one going, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this will make you laugh, Reese. This will okay. this will get you. Someone during the week uh, asked me after a show, what would you be doing? I said, hey, I just want to know, what would you be doing if you weren't doing comedy? Because like, you're very good at talking to people because like, obviously they observe my crowd work or whatever. Yep. No, like... I honestly, I was like, oh, I don't know, whatever. I'd just probably be like a degenerate. I didn't really know what to say because I never know what to say to that question because uh, the an- the true answer is I'd be miserable, you know? So that that's not a very fun answer to that question. So I was like, oh, I don't know um, what I would do if it wasn't for comedy. And then this person looks me in the eye. They're not joking. They go, man, I honestly think, and I know it's a bit of a humble job and whatever, I just think you would be great at customer service. <laughs> They're like, you'd be like, you're so good at talking to people. And I'm just like, oh, she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Last week was a shining example as to why I should should never be involved in yeah. my own customer service. People send me the emails. At one point of the podcast, I snap. <laughs> All right? I put the microphone away and I yelled. And if that is not a true example of why I should never, ever work in customer service... Everyone listening to this podcast will be like, <laughs> imagine Luke trying to care, and this is the kicker, <laughs> about someone else. Get out of here. I don't care about your problem. Imagine if I worked for Optus and they'd be like, my phone doesn't work. I'd be like, why the fuck did you go with Optus, <laughs> idiot? Go with Telstra, you moron. I just hang up and be like, that's not my fault. You know, I, I, I'm with uh, Kogan for my phone plan. Right? Like the, the company. Yeah, Lewis is with Eldi, right? <laughs> because they're just, it's just uh, all Kogan is is Optus and yep. all Eldi is, the phone company, is Telstra. Yep. They're just linked to Telstra, but it's just way cheaper. I don't know how they subsidize it. I don't know what, how it works. But um, all these like weird phone brands are often the best to go with. But the one thing of signing up to these phone plans is you don't expect to be helped when something goes wrong. Mm. You know, my data stops working on my phone. I call them up. The guy's like, look, I don't know what to say. I, you, you sign up to Kogan. Like one time he was just like, mate, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And I was just like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, I know. I, I made my bed and now I'm laying in it. Okay. And then the bed sucks. Right. And that's my fault. And that would be me with any job. Imagine me in like a Coles customer service. People, oh, my bananas were bruised. I'd be like, <laughs> Go to a grocery shop. Stop buying our frozen shit. You, everyone knows <laughs> the fruit sucks, but you buy it because it's convenient and it's there with all the other shit you need. That's what supermarkets mm. are for. You buy like half bruised bananas because the grocery shop's 200 meters away and that's effort. You know, then you got to make two transactions. You're going to go back to the car, put your bags in it. You know, 
I just be a, a customer. Sorry, whoever said that, I forget their name, but um, uh, no, I would not be good at customer service. But God, that amused the hell out of me. Yeah, what would you do if it wasn't for uh, googling things on a podcast? <laughs> uh, well, I studied in media, so, so you're literally just doing the thing. Yeah, but I did tr- try to a trade before, which I was really bad at. So yeah, I, I would know. suck at a trade. <laughs> I just people think I think these guys is like the guy who like offered me, you know, a lot of people offer me drugs and stuff after the show. I think people think like I get around their like shit banter. Yeah, like. We were at a kebab shop the other night with my mate after the show because we was like it was so late we couldn't be bothered to eat. It's so bad during the comedy festival. Like if you don't eat before the show, it gets to eleven thirty p.m. You're like, let's just go to a kebab shop <laughs> in North Melbourne, and it's grim. We're in there. I'm ordering, and these dudes behind me again, big private school energy came in with their collared shirts, and they're literally just like, it's like. It was like watching monkeys at the zoo just fling shit at each other and they're all having a great time. They're all just sack tapping each other. They're going, oh, 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 fucking, oh, I got him. I got him. And then, like, he's maybe like, oh, get fucked. And he's just like, oh, I got him too. And they were just like going around. And then one bumped into me and the guy just snapped out and was like, oh, sorry, mate. And then he just went back into, oh, oh, oh. and I was like, oh, so you guys know you're above this, but you're just being. Fucking apes. You're being like, there's just caveman brain. So many dudes have it. Mm. I, it's crazy. And I just don't get along with that vibe. Like I've got a couple of mates who are tradies and they're a little more like me. Like not, not that I'm like switched on, but I'm just like, this is not my humor. Like I, I fully get it. If it is, it's fine. But I often overhear people like if I'm, you know, I spend a lot of time, you know, in like grim pubs and you, you're sitting in that like section of the pub where like it's like all the greyhounds and yeah, all yeah. the virtual greyhounds are just yep. people just betting that like, you know that like grim gambling part of the pub. The conversations you overhear, mm. like oh, I get this, I get this, Damien. <laughs> so Maka, he rocks up on the work site. I oh, shit you not. <laughs> oh, one wheel of his Hilux is conf- is flat, <laughs> and he doesn't know. <laughs> and we're all going, oh Maka. How's your car, mate? Dude, the boy, I swear to God, we're howling. We're howling, laughing. And Mac is just like, oh, dude. And then he's like looking for the word yeah, oblivious. Yeah. He's like, he's just like, he's like, doesn't understand. And you, you see these stories and it, and by the way, like it's crushing. Mm. Like the other mates at the table, he's telling this like mildly mundane story about like a guy with a flat tire on a work site. And his mates are like, oh, no fucking way. Yeah. Oh, he did not. Oh, what did he do? Did he get a new tire? <laughs> And I'm just like sitting there and I was like, oh my God, this guy's like murdering with his mates. Like he's captivating mm. them. If my mates came to me with a story like that, I'd be like, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, really? So did he fix it? Or cool. Oh, cool. That's good. He got it sorted. Like, how's your job been? You know? Yeah. Because my mates will tell story. I don't know what to say. Like, but they tell stories in like a... I'm not even trying to say that like they're smart, like we're smart, they're dumb. Cause that's not the case at all. We're idiots, but we tell stories in like a, maybe we just put more effort into like vocabulary or I don't know, but like, I just don't have that sense of humor that some guys will have. Like, and we'll just be like, you know, out of that kebab shop, I'm watching a bunch of grown men sap it, you know, sack tap each other in the balls and I'm just like, that's not my thing. That's why I could never work on a work site. Yeah, I could never when I was I could never fit in on a job site. Because they just have shit 
banter, but to them it's good. Yeah, so yeah. it's fine. That's good for them. Yeah. To me, it's just shit banter. Yeah. At TAFE, it was worse. Oh, really? So what do they talk about? They're just like, just shit, oh, man. <laughs> oh, have you ever, like, it's so basic to, like, oi, I had, like, three ciggies at once the other day. <laughs> like, all right. How was it? Yeah, like, yeah I, I coughed. <laughs> cool, dude. I just don't understand that um, level. And I've worked in uh, furniture removal before. Yeah. And there was like a bit of that. And I just never got along with them because I'd be like, oh, cool. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, man. Like, we were lifting this box the other day. And then it never gets to happen. The box, everything fell out. It just went everywhere. <laughs> oh. And I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Did you pick it up? <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm like, that's good. Cool. <laughs> I don't know what the point of this story is other than I just, you know, 90% of people's banter I hate. <laughs> I just don't, guys, fair chance. I just don't like, just don't like your banter. You know, I'm, uh, I think it's because I hang out with like funny people a lot. So I think I have a lot. High, yeah, I hang up with yeah. comedians a lot. So not that we're all trying to be funny. We don't really, but it's just like the standard has got to be higher, you know? Um. Anyway, I feel like I've just I just always insult like forty percent of my audience <laughs> every podcast. Um. So yeah. Cool. I will be honest. None of those guys suck tapping each other have the attention span to turn on a podcast. <laughs> I don't think I'm insulting anyone who listens to a podcast. Or reached that far into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would have given up. Like I would. They would have heard the shit about the mountains of cocaine and then like, oh, that reminds me, I've got a bag, and then just walked away. <laughs> Um, so yeah, guys, it's time for a bit of, I don't know who needs to hear this. And oh my God, are we 50? We have, got, we have 52 minutes in to the hour. Got seven minutes left. Oh, 53 minutes in. Oh my God. I'm almost concerned that we're not going to get to oh. see, you know what? We'll quickly get through. <laughs> we'll quickly get through. Um, I don't know who needs to hear this and, uh, then we'll get a bit of yeah. panda eating a carrot action for you. <laughs> Because I wouldn't want to let uh, Jozza down. No. You know, he's going to have another existential crisis while I listen to the audio. So uh, this is a segment called I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This. Uh, targets little minorities of society. Uh, just people who have, uh, by the way, not minorities of society. <laughs> you know, we're not like targeting the Jews or anything. <laughs> like <laughs> We're just targeting people who uh, do shit stuff. So um, this one. Comes in from uh, James. Hi, Luke and or Reese. Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this specifically. Presumably people who design streaming services and video game UIs. But whoever it is needs to stop putting in keyboards that are organized alphabetically instead of the traditional QWERTY keyboard that's used literally everywhere else. I agree. He goes, it's already hard enough to type using a TV remote or a game controller. Uh... And then having a keyboard with a different layout layout is blatantly a dumb idea. Did PlayStation do that? I'm not sure. I forget. Sure He's from the UK, this person. Maybe that's just a thing in the UK. I, maybe Netflix actually has an alphabetical keyboard and it pisses me off um, in this corner of the screen. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit annoying. I agree. Um, but also... James, you're spending... It seems like you're spending far too much time typing <laughs> on the TV. Uh, <laughs> I've never like thought about that to the point where I've been like, I'm going to email a podcast. (laughs) Uh, This is from Jacob. This one's short. Straight to the point. Greetings, Luke. Hey. Hey, Jacob. I don't know who needs to hear this, 
but sugar cookies fucking suck. Now I have one question, Jacob. What is a sugar cookie? Yeah. Aren't all cookies sugar cookies? That's a cookie. It's full of sugar. Sh- like, is it? Is there quite literally like, it, it's, is it a thing? Is that like a trait that we don't know about? No, they, they, they do exist, sugar cookies. Can you show me a picture of what it looks like? Sure. Oh, that's just a cookie. Yeah. Oh, it's like a shortbread style cookie. Hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. Right, well, I don't know who needs to hear this, but... uh. Someone who's about to make a batch of sugar cookies, <laughs> uh, don't make them for Jacob because they suck. I agree. They do suck. Like I'd rather a normal choc chip or yeah, chip, yeah. M&M cookie or anything over one of those shitty. They, they're often, uh, you'll find them at like weddings, those cookies. Those, I hate fancy dessert. I'm, I, I, this is going to be huge. I've already said I hate breakfast, breakfast before in a podcast. That was controversial. I'm going to put it out there, guys. I don't hate it, but I've, I disagree with dessert. <laughs> I just don't think it needs to be a thing. I've never finished a main meal. You know what? If you have room for dessert, you haven't finished your meal. <laughs> That's my theory. Whenever I go to like a pub, have a palmer, I'm never like, oh, could use a few sugar cookies and a bit of cake. Not at all. Like I like cake. And I do enjoy dessert, but I have dessert an hour after dinner. Mm. I'm never having it like, all right, finish me dinner, bring on the dessert. I'll give me a couple of hours. I'll have dinner at 7 p.m., then dessert at 10 p.m. You know, I'm, I need a few hours between. Are you a dessert man? Uh, no. I just don't get around most desserts anyway because I'm quite fussy. I don't get around anything with nuts on them, right? I don't, you know, most ice creams I don't particularly like. I just, I don't know. It also makes me feel shit. I kind of like chocolate cake. I like Woolies mud cakes. And Frodo Frogs. That's about it. <laughs> I'm a simple man. But uh, this next one comes in from uh, Mike and Mika and Tia. Oh, my God. The uh, popular singer Mika. Yeah. Yeah. Who's uh, known for singing Grace Kelly and Big Girls, You Are Beautiful. Huge. Hey, Luke. I don't know who needs to hear this, but letting the cat lick inside of your mouth is not love. It's gross. Stop it. You know what? A few people need to goddamn hear that. I get it. You love your pet, but don't love your pet, you know? Love it in a platonic, caring way. Don't love it in a... I did a video about this on my channel. The lady was making out with a dog. Don't let it lick you. Like, oh, it's just the way it shows affection. No, it's got germs. Cats literally clean their own butthole with their tongues. Don't let it clean your face because then you get butthole face and cat butthole face. You get pussy butthole on you. That was confusing (laughs) and a bit gross. Just the phrase pussy butthole. (laughs) I agree. Mika and Tia, great one. Uh, Stop licking your pets full stop. None of that. You got two minutes. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what, Nick? I apologize, mate. I don't know who needs to hear this. Well, you know what? You know who needs to hear a panda eating a carrot? Everyone who listens to this fucking podcast, okay? Nick, you're on. We'll have to wait till next week. We've had to cut the segment short. Otherwise, we will not get to the content that, let's be honest, we all came for, which is a uh, panda eating a carrot for, what, one minute? 
a bit of a treat at the end. Yeah, one and a half. One yeah. and a half minutes. All right, so round out the hour. I'm loving this new yeah, system. Great, um, guys. Keep sending in your animal food videos. <laughs> uh, LukeDoKidgel at gmail dot com. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Luke Kidgel Hour. It's not over yet. Make sure you listen to the full hour. Got a lot of panda carrot content to come. Come to the shows LukeKidgel dot com, and um, yeah. Jeez, we almost did a full episode. I know. Enjoy the panda eating a carrot.